we didn't cooperate, so he has nothing except this scattershot, stupid, pieced together, paranoid article that would mean nothing yeah. to anyone in real life because no one, no one knows what any of this is. Like, yeah, I've, no, ne- right. I've never met like anyone IRL, looking outside in at this must IRL look so insane. What? Chapo Trap House is. That's also something I want to talk about you too. Like, no one in my real life even knows who Chapo is. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Like, this is such a crazy subcultural internet little circle bullshit thing. And it's hard for people to really realize that, though. And, you know, it's it's nice that uh, that article was so bad that it just tanked instantly but unfortunately (laughs) discussing this stuff is the point and the the whole point of cancel culture things is to draw negative attention um so they they want to be talked about they want to be discussed so okay that is true yeah i mean especially these like parasocial like leftist podcast freaks like uh the the ones that always like think they have the next big scoop the little schizo narrative they've made in their head because they're a loser who's too uncharismatic to produce any good work of their own. So they choose this path of being, they just put on the Joker makeup and choose to become a cancel culture loser <laughs> because they failed at being, uh, you know, what they failed at being charismatic or good or popular or doing anything decent for people and so they choose the dark side because they're losers chosen the dark side yes like if you if you participate in that or if you do anything related to that or if you support any you know cancel culture type initiatives these like public humiliation spectacles these rituals which by the way are uh sublimation of liberal repressed liberal sexuality um they're an explicitly sexual thing that's why i call them spectral rape it's like a bunch of ghosts a bunch of non like just specters just decide to come like rape you that day and it's funny because like the libs get really mad when i describe this as uh, being a sexual thing because it's like funny and they are too dumb to recognize when i'm employing humor um but it's totally you know the repressed libtard sexual apparatus that's at work when they just devote their lives to trying to take other people down (laughs) right it is definitely yeah i mean it's a weird it's definitely it's definitely a weird thing like the whole the whole me too fucking liberal apparatus thing i mean it's definitely yeah this crazy sexual um I think Me Too is so emblematic of just like also this like this wider political uh, neoliberal project in general. So, and I think you also really hit on that as well too. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Me Too. You have to pull back and recognize that it's all fake. The problem with the way that conservatives treat these things, like. Uh, me too is that they accept the hypothesis and then examine it in a very facts and logic type manner as if they're playing on the same chessboard as the liberals or as if liberals have any sort of like moral center or beliefs beyond just uh, self-consuming nihilism that wants to destroy everything um, you have to reject the entire hypothesis me too is a puritanical reactionary 
uh, movement uh, that resulted from feminine feminists having ultimate sexual liberation and freedom and not wanting it, not wanting to play in the same, you know, uh, battlefield as men. Like it's a totally anti-sex movement. It's a careerist movement. It's um, not what it appears to be like all of these, these things, like they have a title or a word that is instantly appealing to the bug mind that you like have to go along with like black lives matter but they mean the opposite of <laughs> whatever they're purporting to be and you know it's brilliant design um because critiquing me too you're on the side of rape and you know everyone knows rape is bad uh but me too is not any kind of way of gaining like justice for rape it's a careerist liberal monolith like moving through like the nothing and the never-ending story and uh removing men from positions of power and just like yeah setting that's up what a it's always order. about is like fucking up their career not like solving anything you know like any justice beyond that it's always like something job wise or like oh you know this person should not be in have this have this job title or this career um, like saying like this whole, like, oh, you get fired for saying racist shit on the internet. You know, it's it's such like a tie to like people's career, people's money, people's livelihood, which is so insane. And then it's like the me too shit is so it, the whole sexual apparatus with this liberal shit is so crazy too. Cause it, it ties in with everything. And it's so obvious once you're really thinking about it. And like, also I've been like binge listening to your podcast and you're also someone who's really like good with this kind of cultural commentary uh as well but and there's plenty of people that talked about this for decades ago and it's even crazier today but um the, the shit with covid and how covid lines up with like this kind of anti-sex anti-social thing in general you know the you know liberals want everyone to like be individual bugmen in their in their studio apartments or whatever and, yeah, it's um, awfully convenient. You know, that and it's COVID like it was it, deployed right after uh, Me Too stigmatized any kind of exactly. sexuality <laughs> or like physical touch. Or it's awfully convenient, huh? Yeah, right. I mean, like <laughs> it's fucking so. It, it 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 kind of like it's it's weirdly, it's very suspiciously tied in with like so many of these like kind of like uh, the way they think ideologically. Um, and this whole idea of like slutty summer. I think you. I think I seen you like make a tweet there was some article about like oh you know people are going to be having sex again once you know vaccination you know and like covid's over and like you were like i think or yeah, i'm pretty sure it was you or you were just like no fuck no no one's ever having sex again like this yeah, is not... no one's gonna have sex again there's a, <laughs> people make a fundamental have a fundamental misunderstanding especially from like the the red pill conservative side of things where they have this pornographic fantasy that like the left is engaging in all this like sexual hedonism and like girl you know white girls are going to college and getting blacked and you know just tons <laughs> and tons of sexual partners and it's it's yeah. uh, it, you know it's like a a male fantasy um the truth is that uh everybody is just really sterile and anti-sex and uh it's because of the way that sex has been commodified and stigmatized and male sexuality specifically has been 
totally and completely demonized and made out to be something bad. And the only people left standing up for basic male sexuality are like a few straight guys online who are like banished to the shadow realm and called Nazis. Oh, yeah. And then some regular cisgender gay guys uh, who are regarded very disparagingly yeah, by and... liberals now since they're no longer of use to the Democrat Party for fundraising. Yeah, exactly. Ever since, like, they passed gay marriage, it's like, okay, you know. On yeah, that's next. when we were replaced with uh, the transgender stuff, which keeps uh, self reproducing and, like, fractalizing into all this these new different things that Democrats can use to keep their slush funds and their money laundering operations and their make-work jobs. Because we have so much work left to do. So they're always inventing new minorities to fundraise around. Um, but yeah, it's I think uh, at the root of the current total absence of real sexuality or eroticism in American culture is that male sexuality has been demonized as something bad. Masculinity is demonized as something bad. All of these initiatives that have, uh, all of these psyops that have been done on us um, through what I refer to as 2010s liberalism, people call it woke liberalism, but that really doesn't uh, treat the problem with the seriousness that it deserves. Um, all of these successive psyops have resulted in the total the uh, eradication of males uh so you have a weak compliant feminized populace easily manipulated uh superstitious terrified of everything straight <laughs> men all straight men only feel comfortable expressing themselves in any way after they uh do the clown performance of becoming transgender and then they're allowed to say things um right <laughs> they're terrified of women because women have descended into this puritan crucible witch hunt insanity they're like caligula nothing's keeping them in line it's just sexual insanity just all of these expressions of total hitchcockian psychosexual insanity and they have no guidelines there's no structure to society at all except for just in just being expected to place infinite belief and in this constantly molding idea you know changing idea of social justice which is totally fake and which they're using to uh, take away all of our freedom and uh, implement austerity measures and make the biggest upward transfer of wealth in human history under the guise of racial justice and a flu virus. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's fucking like... That was, like, also, too, like, fucking, I was listening, um, I listened to your Amy Therese episode, uh, like, I think I listened to it, like, months after it came out, but I, like, just re-went back and, like, re-listened to it, and it's just, like, so crazy, even how late I am to a lot of this shit, but the COVID thing is really something where it's just, like, you know, um, I, I didn't even really, you know, catch on and, you know, until, you know, I didn't immediately catch on like everyone else, uh, that, you know, or a lot of other people that I really like listen to and shit now. Um, but 
it's really like this test of like how far can we go how far can we push people in society uh psychologically you know and it's like this is some real fucking like society of control type shit like mind control uh you know keep everyone in their house how well can we like enforce this kind of like ideological mental thing on people and yeah that's another thing that's like completely confuses the fuck out of me because at the very least if you don't believe all this crazy cultural shit that we're talking about this kind of theoretical shit you can at least see that this actually was one of the biggest transfers of wealth in history at the very least like there's numbers on that could see the whole thing happening in real time the problem is you can't tell people or make them believe until they come to this knowledge themselves especially if you have somehow managed to go through the latter half of the 2010s preserving your idea that there's some sort of justice or order in the world or that your antiquated ideas of uh anti-racism and social justice and all of this it if you think that those are real or if you haven't had the experience of being uh purged and punished by all of your liberal friends who choose abstract religious ideals over people that they have known who are saying the wrong thing um and who might cost them some social credit uh it's you can't make people understand what covid is because like i say covid is fake but you have to recognize there is a virus i've had it, it feels synthetic <laughs> it feels like a microchip right. being implanted in you um but the virus is 10 percent of this it's such a small less than that it's such a small thing and you saw that that very first month of covid that was fun where everybody was buying stuff at the grocery store the toilet paper shortage we were all <laughs> in this together briefly liberalism and cancel culture and all of the things that had monopolized the discourse over the last 10 years disappeared and there was a feeling of shared humanity then the democrats realized how they could narrativize this very quickly and you saw the riots popping up and then they did the most mind-bogglingly audacious thing i've ever seen in my entire life where halfway through summer they're doing all these riots and and preparing the framework for how they're going to do the mail-in votes and suddenly voting is this abstract postmodern thing that's not real and nothing can be counted and you know doing all these sides they reveal that racism is in fact the real virus and right so they have mixed up the virus with uh, the sort of bug brain idea of racism. And so any opposition to, uh, to austerity measures to lock... Editor's note, we lost 30 minutes of audio because Tony is a retarded faggot and needs better equipment lol. Please give Patreon money. Enjoy the rest of the show. I forgot where you said it. I think it was the Fed post, but like, th like this was so true to me too when I heard this. It was like the Bernie thing is such a women thing, and um, <laughs> like that shit is so real. And like women not having kids, they now care for like fucking, you know, these weird abstractions or whatever. And it's like this kind of 
this motherhood thing. Like they care for like old people like Bernie Sanders or Biden or some shit. Um, yeah, they care about whatever the media tells them to care about. That's why they're like the brown shirts enforcing liberalism on the streets is because uh, women, whatever they see in the media, think it's real um, in the way that uh, Victorians didn't want women reading novels uh, because they would think it's real and get crazy ideas. Um, that's what's happening with liberalism right now, where whatever the media feeds them, whether it's COVID, transgender, uh, Camp of the Saints, caravans of immigrants, that's what they'll project their misguided, misdirected maternal instinct onto Bernie Sanders, who's a stuffed animal who, yeah, the Bernie Sanders truly deserves to be that mittens meme. That's like this, uh, his like yeah, right. sister George humiliation. <laughs> that's exact. That's exactly what he deserves because he was nothing but a technicality, a way for people to recognize some that something was wrong with what liberals were doing throughout the 10, 2010s, um, but not be put in the dangerous Nazi alt right white supremacist incel school shooter category for pointing it out so bernie sanders was always just this kind of masking agent where you could critique liberalism but uh say i'm not one of the bad ones you know <laughs> and yeah, sure enough exactly. what happened they all ended up uh telling you to either not vote or vote for the democrat party last election yeah, the Bernie the Bernie thing was a huge disappointment, black pilling uh moment for me. Um that was another thing too, was like how could people see all this shit go down and still like I don't know, like the fucking Carl Bayer type people. Um it's such Dude, a all weird... those like creepy like big account leftists that are constantly mad about they like, are red so weird. Amy, like who I like that <laughs> this scene is like They're foreign obsessed to me. Like, with Amy, it's so fucking weird. Yeah, Amy derangement syndrome is truly real, you know. <laughs> but it's all these like guys, these like slimy, wormy, like big account leftist guys who are just constantly nerd incel guys. They're they're just so like psychosexually fixated on uh, women her. who will who are like smart and charismatic and giving these really like common sense takes uh, that would not have been considered out of line or right wing or reactionary even five years ago. Like that that whole cut that you know. A big part of this whole little Twitter podcast grift we have going is that um, if you achieve any success at it, then a parasocial in cottage industry of like haters who are always up your ass and who get a lot of attention because they can uh, piggyback on your content by like quote tweeting it or screenshotting it with a disapproving investigative emoji. But they still get your content, your sensational content, you, the talented, good person. Um, so, yeah, there's it's, anyone who makes any waves like the way that Amy or Anna uh, do, uh, they instantly just get this cottage industry of parasites <laughs> yeah. who, who want to have their cake and eat it, too. They want the 
the uh, social conformity and the moral superiority of towing the Democrat party line, but they also want to excite people with Amy or Anna's content, you know, because it's, it's better so than weird. theirs. I mean, yeah, like, you know, like Angela Nagel, she, um, she's really a part of this kind of like, she like really demonized, like, you know, uh, fucking, what's that guy's name? Um, Adolf Reed even like called her a fucking uh like yeah, I, don't, I don't know who bus. that is it, it, like this like angela nagel is such a hero okay she i know and she's she, so she like seems a... so nice she seems oh, like well the, if you don't ever listen to, to her yeah if you don't ever listen is... to her she's like oh some like really evil fascist right winger or whatever but and like... then you just listen to these people talk her amy and it's like okay these are very like sweet like just smart people that are not good like people. playing this weird yeah good people it's this is the side the of the good people this thing. is the side know. of the good guys the nice yeah. people who will treat you with dignity i know yeah bought, leftists are so mean what the fuck is up with that and nagel is a hero first of all her book was great and it was totally it was great. misunderstood and she told me when i posted about it i was one of the only people who got it um and Nagel is such a like gentle, articulate, likable, beautiful person delivering yeah. these very like uh common sense, well articulated, essentially centrist points that anyone <laughs> should recognize are true. But the thing exactly. is, I, I don't come to this scene from this whole little um online world of everybody's yeah, little, little little online communism magazines that they got excommunicated from for being too red-pilled before it was okay before dasha made it okay or whatever yeah. and uh the so like this, all this stuff that people are talking about like adolf reed and all these like this media leftist entities that everybody knows who they are i have no idea who they are like i, I came either. to this I from come town and i just Square. got in i just got into all this shit very recently <laughs> you know what i mean but a big problem with these like quote-unquote post-left these leftist types they're perpetually obsessed with their little online communist magazines that they got canceled from by prissy narrow-minded libtards um and they like want revenge and they're just mulling over this they're mulling over these like bugs these like media bugs who are eventually all going to be canceled anyway instead of dealing with the giant monolithic final fantasy 7 one-winged angel evolving satanic threat that's right in front of their eyes they're like oh this this little leftist communist publication that canceled me i have to get revenge on them no address the problem address the problem that's right in front of you as yeah, it's exactly. happening wait till later don't wait till after the rigged election to say oh i miss trump that's what they all do that's what all these dirtbag leftists do oh my they god preserve yeah, their right. status. they wait until it no longer matters and then they copy the quote-unquote alt-right takes and they say it after no one can you know give them any shit for it i will <laughs> admit i am kind of late on some of this shit like but um not that late too i mean i was always still very skeptical a lot of this shit too though um but no that's the thing too is like i see so many people being like anti-biden 
uh, maybe not like fully pro-Trump, but at least anti-Biden and like, oh, uh, you know, I, like like they didn't just vote for Biden. You know, it's like, oh, if you didn't vote for Biden, you at least like participate in all these other fucking Democratic psyops. You know, that being a, all... being a dirtbag left non-voter was voting for Biden. Yeah, that's, yeah. What they, that's what they all did. So they all they spent four years kind of like dabbling, dipping their toe into like, actually, Trump is not bad. Actually, Trump is kind of cool. All of this kind of stuff. You know, actually, I'm going to start posting Pepe's now. And then when election time comes, they are all refuse to take a stand they say oh i'm not voting i don't believe in the system anymore because bernie i was deceived by bernie sanders which bernie sanders was this like something wicked this way comes grifter who like came to town and took their money and really you fell for this um and funneled you <laughs> right back to, you know set you on your little slide back to the democrat party to the dnc because you didn't have the audacity or the bravery to actually go there to actually recognize that how you perceive the world was profoundly wrong um and so yeah uh after election happened um after P you know the we all know what happened at 9 p.m people were mysteriously unable to continue counting votes um and then the next morning we woke up and Joe Biden had won the presidency and it was illegal and white supremacist to say otherwise. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. And, but and it was such they, an obvious fucking fraud. Like Then they all released their little episodes, their dirt, their dirtbag left episodes, where then they say, oh, I miss Trump. Oh, he actually wasn't so bad. They do it after the election. <laughs> right. It's like it's too fucking late now. Uh-huh. It's fucking um so much so much of the the problems we're currently facing are because people will not summon the bravery to deal with problems as they're happening to address issues that are actually affecting people and they retreat to this uh, dirtbag left contrarian netherworld of conspiracy theories and uh you know CIA who shot JFK jeffrey epstein satanic pedophile elite stuff that doesn't matter that you have no control over instead of dealing with the fascism that's right at your doorstep yes 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 you i wanted to, your that's house. also another thing that's also another thing because like this is kind of like the truanon thing that people talk about with truanon is like oh you know which first of all they making they're making they're kicking ass on patreon like them and chapo they make a stupid <laughs> amount of money. but like they kind of are on this thing with like yeah like the whole the whole pedophile cabal thing which is real and kind of crazy but the thing is it's, it's real it to really a degree is. Like, but you it's can't also... you can't control it you know but you've had you've had liz on your show though which i love her she's right uh, yeah liz is liz even is though great, i but... think brace is kind of a lib though but she's right um all i'll say is musical theater um musical theater presence but uh uh like this whole obsession with the quote unquote like pedophiles and the pedophile elite that's safe because no one can like object to or critique that because then you would be oh pedophile in some like that is this 
safe area that people can like feel this sense of edgy justice and that right. that became like a sanctioned thing for the dirtbag left because before that pizzagate was the alt-right conspiracy theory it was an for white supremacists and the, the, the pipeline this like it's like alt-right to dirtbag left to mainstream media pipeline where things are laundered in order for democrats to feel that they're part of some kind of counterculture and risk nothing by telling the truth that's where this comes in and like it's we have witnessed in the last year the biggest most large-scale human rights violation of any of our lives at the hands of the democrat party who are <laughs> psychologically and physically torturing people in order to, as I said, upwardly transfer wealth and power to themselves under the flimsy, fake facade of racial justice and social justice uh, and, like, this kind of personal responsibility that they've imparted because of COVID. Um, and no one will address that because it's dangerous. And, like, I understand, yes. I get it. You want, you want to keep your Patreon. You have, exactly. to, you have to stay platformed. Well, um, yeah, it's not even that. Even if you're a regular person, like, like now more than ever, the government has successfully, uh, is more is is the most successful it's ever been in just scaring the shit out of people, you know, and is saying yeah. anything or you know criticizing the dominant ideology. You know um, how they truly, as my friend Same Meme said, you know uh, how they really legitimately won the election was that they immediately outlawed. Uh, saying that they didn't win the election <laughs> and then made, right. it, made it into grounds for total deplatforming and having your bank accounts and your PayPal and everything taken away. Um, so that's how you know things are totally on bo above board and uh, genuine and real is when the party with monolithic tentacled power that you know goes everywhere outlaws criticizing them. Or addressing right. what obviously happened. <laughs> or even mentioning it. Another crazy... I mean, yeah, another crazy thing about the fucking COVID thing, too, is, like, even though with school or, like, certain jobs, how they'll give you, like, a laptop to take home. Mm. And, like, that has a, a camera and a computer and a, and a mic on it, like... It's just like the Alexa thing is, you know, the Amazon Alexa thing. Like, all these things are such obvious fucking, you know, just fucking surveillance fucking uh, surveillance mass surveillance. Yeah. yeah. You're on board with it because if you're not on board with it, then you're a lower class, white trash, racist, Nazi, <laughs> Trump supporter. So if you don't want to be surveilled and monitored by the government and by corporations... And you're a racist, white supremacist, Trump supporter, and you deserve, you're a terrorist. You know, they're, this whole thing that they were doing after the ridiculous little event in January, where they were, they were seriously talking about classifying every single person who voted for Donald Trump as a domestic terrorist. This is on the, this is on the level Whoa. of them declaring that, uh, that actually the real virus was white supremacy and racism last summer, you know? It's, that's what they do. Yeah. They're talented at this, conflating it in people's minds in a way that they don't even uh, recognize. 
Yeah, it's such a weird thing with the fucking white supremacist thing, too. Like, they really use it as this fucking, uh, this kind of, like, religious, like, fucking, like, banishing, you know, just, or just, like, someone that's just, like, okay, you're, you're not allowed, you know, you are, you are, you are excommunicated. Um, like, I even told people, like, okay, yeah, you know, our next, you know, like, Adam, like, okay, our last two guests, Adam Lear and CRK from the Fed Post, they, they are pretty heavily criticized people as well, but, like, when I told people that you were coming on, people were like, oh, you know, he, he, like, actually talks to, to Nazis or whatever, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, but. I don't know. I was also going to ask you about that too. Like, what is what is up with that? What is this deal with the the libs, you know, and the this whole fucking uh, Nazi thing, whatever? What's a Nazi? That's something that right. exists. That's something <laughs> that existed in '30s Germany. If you haven't realized at this point that that term is just this term of excommunication to stigmatize you. Um, then you're lost. You should recognize that at this point. And like, yeah, that, that's a really funny thing is that like, I'm this totally like innocuous, like pretty decent, if I may say so myself, guy with like pretty, you know, I'm gay and I have these like pro anti-censorship takes. Um, and I am obviously playing with the 2010s libtard notion that everyone who opposes the Democrat Party and encroaching real fascism is a Nazi because I play with that and because I um, allow people to draw their own conclusions and I have no fear of association because I reject the entire hypothesis of everything that cancel culture have placed before me um that be that means that if you uh you know associate with me then there's there's this flurry of your little faggots your little faggot friends telling you oh oh don't associate with him oh not him i'm here to tell you your friends are gay little faggots that's what's happening right now they're gay little faggot queers and they're you should listen to them i'm who you should oh listen shit to. that's my to the Nazi question is your friends are gay if they do <laughs> you don't talk to Jack he's so bad you're a faggot little queer <laughs> get, get by a boot that's what you are holy shit no that's uh, they're not even my friends Jack! they're people on don't... Instagram <laughs> don't put something when you talk about Jack he's so bad I read on the internet he's so bad <laughs> Like, I know, right? That's ABC the thing. It's like if so you listen gay. to you, I know if you listen to you, it's not, it's not like, it's a completely insane like, notion. The, the like it's just people that literally don't look into it themselves. It's the most like cult hive mind shit I've ever fucking experienced. Do that. It's designed to trap these bugs in exactly that way, and the perfume nationalist is a work that is intended to be. Listen to from the very start to the finish like a novel, which I feel like all good podcasts do because you need all of that information. And instead of um, 
going to your like gay little Twitter leftist friends and finding out consulting in your group chats whether I'm bad or not. You listen, can listen to the whole I'm work. not into any of these group chats and I actually want to be in the post left group okay. chat. I'm, I'm, no, I'm I know. I just want to say, just <laughs> I want to clear my name. <laughs> but no, no, I, I, I want to be, I want to be let in the, to these post left fucking group chats that I hear about, and I'm not in the the post the post left to crypto fash to Glenn Greenwald pipeline. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck, Glenn Greenwald, Matt Taibbi, like they're like called fascists and part of this part of this problem we have as a total work where someone is working out their own ideas someone is evolving someone is exploring things basically i started my show as a way to exercise the part of my brain that i'd felt i'd completely lost due to years of service industry jobs and um repression under hateful female managers and all of my artistic sensibilities all of these wide-ranging interests that i had were just going nowhere and so my brother and i started a radio show that's <laughs> a it's a di a podcast is a diy radio show and um it, it's not that like people pretend that it's this new phenomenon no it's just everybody can make a radio show and put it out there and that's what i have to give you props for is like just you just have like this like niche internet podcast and all these people think you're just like some crazy threat and there's articles written about you where you're like mentioned fucking most and it's like that's how you know you're doing something right that's how you know you're doing something good is problem with me for others is that i've never doubted myself that i right. and it's a it's it's sincerely a problem i don't have the mechanism in my brain that most people have that tells them oh i should probably keep quiet about that for social approval i've all i've always been exactly the same and i've always just said exactly what i thought because why would i do otherwise and i've said it publicly you know, in, in like 2013, 2014, I was posting identical content to what I post now on Facebook to an audience of like the 200 IRLs that I knew. And why would anyone hide anything when they're, when they're telling the truth? I mean, my red pilling, if you will, happened because I recognized that liberals we're becoming the party of censorship that that it's as simple as that um and i noticed that all of my right. friends that everyone around me was becoming due to this media and political influence anti-free speech they were becoming more scared and skittish and afraid to say what they thought and i stayed the same and that value of opposing censorship has been mutated into this social perception of your somehow like a nazi fascist all of this you believe that art should be free and uncensored and that people should be able to say what you think what they think um the factory that i went on i didn't change 
other people changed. Other people bought into it. They bought into the psyops. I saw it all for what it was as it was happening. I saw Jezebel reviving feminism, which at that point had been a dormant subject that people joked about of hairy legged feminazis, even like smart college <laughs> type girls. Um, Jezebel revived feminism in a new, dumb, uh, kind of Daria tone over it, witty blogger type way. And informed all of these girls that are that are my age of like what they thought about things and it generated this idea of what would later become cancer spectral rape all of these things that we're currently experiencing which are real fascism um i saw it as it was happening uh, you know and the i've talked about it a lot but like the first kind of like woke that they deployed in Obama's second administration was this moral panic over Indian headdresses. It was everywhere. It was all over Jezebel, all over the media. It was this getting people worried about white people wearing Indian headdresses, about Lana Del Rey wearing an Indi Indian headdress or whatever. Like this was a real problem that laid the groundwork what we're currently experiencing and you know i've spoken out against it the whole time the whole time i've said exactly what i thought i have but the pictures have gotten smaller it's <laughs> normal i mean yeah like when when exactly that's what i'm still trying to figure out like when exactly did being like anti-censorship become like a fucking like a fascist thing like um, that's so backwards like the whole thing with liberal democracy was like free speech i thought or like what happened are we just in a matrix what the fuck is i don't that's what i mean by just these people are just seeing how far they can they can push us here <laughs> until we can just believe like we're in this in a completely different timeline i've tried to um parse this out like create a timeline a like mousetrap sequence of events of what led to where we are now on my friend thaddeus russell's podcast he like asked me to narrate the 2010s and um i just went right from the start it was like the revival of feminism via jezebel and gawker and uh the moral the successive moral panics over things they would just choose a subject like indian headdresses this idea of cultural appropriation which is absolutely ridiculous cultural appropriation does not i exist. know that was another fucking psyop jesus christ <laughs> people people are allowed to and encouraged to take whatever they want from any culture they study about uh they say at any point and this is how you become a multifaceted full-fleshed human being and you can create interesting art and you can actually understand other people of different races and different cultures than you if you are comfortable if it's not this terror that is foisted upon you that you have to regard them with religious reverence um and so the idea of cultural appropriation which makes no sense because it says that if white people express that they like something from another culture or incorporate it into their own artwork or personality or anything, then they are stealing money from this oppressed culture. 
uh, stealing money and attention and only the culture then you know the culture they stole from is allowed to talk about their own culture it's this ridiculous little like compartmentalization intended to make you fearful and also a deliberate psyop um to revive cultural racism which it's was, definitely a psyop it's, it's absolutely a psyop because you know culturalism as much as people make fun of it when they were teaching us uh christmas hanukkah and kwanzaa and the basic message of it was don't be mean to people or judge them just because of the color of their skin right probably valuable thing that solved for a long time uh in the in the 2000s in the 90s or whatever there was this basic idea of treating other people with dignity and not judging them by how they looked or their race and liberals just twisted this around into actually we're not examining the full problem you must pull out and examine the systematic racism that has existed since the beginning of time this conveniently coincided with barack hussein obama's second term and became extremely profitable for democrats and is how democrats have seized control of the entire world right now through this idea of there always being more work to do always more systematic racism to correct it has created racists. It has made white people hate black people. It has made black people hate white yeah, people. Yeah, right. It has made everyone hate each other. And it's all so that elites can seize power and seize money. And it's fake. It's a fake battle. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like they really want some race war type shit to happen. You know, like they, they honestly, like I see this Black Lives Matter shit and I'm just like, oh my. And that's the thing, like these people on the East, like if you're East Coast or you're like your upper middle class, you have no idea. But if you're even from the South and shit, and you see how like black and white people and kind of lower classes and shit, and you and you see some of this Black Lives Matter like liberal propaganda shit, I just sit back and I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna like this could really piss some people the fuck off. Like, oh my god, this can piss Escalated, some like poor yeah. white people the fuck off. This could piss some poor black people the fuck off, and it's just so like um like fucking uh like blind socially blind i don't fucking know or like have you never it's like these people never talk to like real uh middle america you know working class people in their life i'm fortunate and i am privileged to have been raised by a good family my parents are still together and instilled me with basic christian values i'm a christian most people do not have this privilege they are lost and they are seeking to replace lack of religion in their lives and the lack of order and like basic decency in their lives with this monolith thing that's always coming towards you and it's it's false it's deceitful it's satanic all of the gender theory stuff all of everything leading <laughs> you down a, a down a dead end path where, where you will end up killing yourself at 35 because you were chasing a dream that doesn't exist that you were born in the wrong body yeah. and your corpse will be repurposed by the democrat party 
in order to fundraise, in order to make money, in order to create jobs for them. <laughs> that is what is happening here. Like, there is no decency. Like, they, they're... Um, this whole idea that is something that uh, can be definitively detected by instances of someone saying the n-word regardless of context regardless now of whether they're like reading it from a book or saying it in a rap lyric um this idea that the n-word has this superstitious power to uh just like inflict 400 years of slavery on any black person around you <laughs> that 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 matters more than how lightning you treat strike people. all that matters is how strike you treat lady. people personally and right christian value and that is something no one has now and um the whole tower that liberals have erected is going to go up in flames <laughs> it's, it's just nothing it's ugh. it just destroys everything they want to destroy destroy art they want to destroy the family they they don't want have anything except exactly what they program you with and they want you to be miserable and fearful um yeah and... i mean it really it really makes the satanism shit look real like all the like the people talking about like the the elite the elitist satanist or whatever like satanic pedophile cabal exactly you party. see like samantha pritchard on Biden. twitter and you're just like okay this is some satanist shit this is some satanist shit running <laughs> fucking running this cultural fucking it's explicitly satanic you end up killing yourself when, once you're down to the chopping the your fucking dick off pipeline you know that's some real fucking crazy cult shit it's profitable for them though it doesn't matter it's not profitable for um come along and tell the truth tell an appealing basic truth that gives order to people's lives this is why um people like jordan peterson and camille Paglia are constantly being attacked and they try to stigmatize them they say that jordan peter you know, jordan peterson was totally destroyed and he was giving the basic common sense advice and his crime yeah. was taking uh men seriously and taking the problems that were foisted upon men and the particularly straight men straight white men in the 2010s seriously and offering them some pathway out of that other than total blind adherence to social justice and the democrat party and he was made an example of for that he was saying no one can ever address what has happened to men camille polly same thing she's constantly uh, the subject of these little like uh, cancel culture campaigns from both the uh, left and the alt right, where they try to brand her as some kind of pedophile or something. To oh scare yeah, you, like scare, scare a whole you bunch away. of things with French, like yeah, some yeah, with the, philosophers the, and the age of consent thing. I don't wonder, I don't really know much about it, but somewhat her and in, in that yeah, her thing with Foucault or something. to try to scare you away from engaging with her basic healing libertarian centrist ideas that are especially appealing to men and the 
it's it's all based around this idea that you cannot give men any kind of support network like it's crazy that i i'm just like literally a men's rights activist at this point <laughs> like, <laughs> like i'm just this, like fucking faggot uh, that like nobody else will speak up for men nobody else will say anything about men and i of course you know i'm a I want their approval, but like nobody else will speak up in defense of men or name the problem. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I, I, um, it gives me a little bit of hope. I mean, I meet, you know, you meet some people. I mean, like, it's even crazy when you meet women that share these same kind of ideas too, because you would think they'd be the last, which they are probably statistically the last people to, to have that opinion or whatever. But I think more and more people are coming on to this shit, you know. Um, but, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, but yeah, yeah I, I definitely do think a lot of like more and more people are coming on that this, a lot of this shit is bullshit. A lot of this shit is a psyop, but I don't know. What do you think? Do you think we have, you think, um, that's on the rise, you know, people becoming woke or, you know, on, you know, but, uh, aware of what's I, going on. I think they're waking up to a degree. I think the um, invasive tentacle rape, physical discomfort of COVID measures where you, you know, they've now revealed in these successive plot lines that um, the vaccine doesn't matter, you know, doesn't matter. It doesn't prevent COVID. You still have to wear the mask to signify that you're not a Republican. Um I think more people who have basic human decency and belief that people should be able to live their lives as they want and enjoy a basic amount of freedom uh, that our great country, America, <laughs> currently on the decline, has provided us with. Um, I think those people are gradually maybe getting the idea that they were wrong, but unfortunately the problem is that no one was addressing this as it was happening. Everybody was too scared to be called a Nazi or be exiled from their friends. I don't have any friends anymore. Like I, all my old friends from 2016, they don't talk to me. Anyone I knew prior to that, they don't talk to me. It in in no a way, shit. just like this like freed me to say what I want because being friends with libtards and let's face it, especially women, um, who are more <laughs> likely to enforce liberal conformity, uh yeah, makes you like scared. Literally... It issues this yes. terror. Like you know, it, it makes you scared of speaking out against what's going on and uh i i just can't it breaks my heart like i i come across as this like loud you know outrageous anti-social person but it genuinely breaks my heart to see my like few normie friends that i still kind of keep up with to a degree on social media that they can't even post a picture of themselves from prior to 2020 where they're not wearing a mask without putting a little caption that says, Oh, lol, this was before COVID. Actually, I'll <laughs> totally wear the mask. This kind of enforced 
conformity. It's so sad. Most people are not intellectually equipped to deal with it. Like, I get this. Most people, the vast majority of people, don't think about politics all the time, and they don't pull out and see these larger Oswald Spengler waves of culture as I do. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing with the normies, you know? It's like... The thing is, a lot of these people just aren't fucking crazy intellectual cultural theorists. You know what I mean? Or like they're being manipulated. They're being raped. It's they're, they're, they're <laughs> yeah. I mean, for real. It, like That's another thing too. Women are like they are the most controlling fucking people with this shit too. And it's like yeah. they're the most they're they're the most controlled by the state. It's like I feel like the state is specifically um using women as like this crazy like me too like they're fucking sleeper agents you know what i mean like they don't even know but they're being fucking controlled but no they're the, they're the brown shirts they're the enforcers <laughs> the, the women are the one especially with covid they're the ones that are sent to enforce it on the streets because if uh, if men were in control if society were just men in control then nobody would be abiding by all of this covid religion wouldn't stuff. that be but so women <laughs> think everything is real and they think that everything that's oh, fed to them on their little timeline being social creatures who just love conformity and approval and controlling people hurting them it's their distorted maternal instinct that should go to raising children which they now use to enforcing covid propaganda in order to get democrats power and money like like and the genuine like free thinking women who have ideas uh who are brilliant and can get you out of this current mess like Ayn Rand, like Camille Paglia, they are totally exiled. And even in our current, that's a hot take. Crazy you have your Ayn Rand take. I'm interested in that. The, the in in our current um, crazy, like we have to support female directors and creators and intellectuals, and we have to the New York Times go through and find women who died and celebrate them because they weren't celebrated before because of the patriarchy. Through yeah, all, yeah, you that, were talking about this on your Amanda. Milius, or how do you say your last name? Amanda Milius, yeah. Queen, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you were talking about this Uber on that episode. Of perfume nationalism. Yeah. But Camille Paglia has been a prominent feminist theorist since the late 60s, and she is totally exiled and removed right. from the official narrative of feminism and gay rights and all of this, and it's because her ideas uh contradict that of the Gloria Steinems and all the rest of them which compared to today's liberals they seem great like you know Gloria Steinem seems great compared to today's transgender nightmare yeah Um, holy shit but uh yeah Ayn Rand okay you want my Ayn Rand take um Ayn Rand here is a Russian Jewish woman who escaped communist Russia and created an a philosophical empire based on romance novels, giant, alienating, weird, pornographic, sadomasochistic, ro- libertarian romance novels in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. 
And this is a woman who is not celebrated as a woman artist or woman writer, woman thinker, uh, because it is simply uncool now. Because everyone on every side of the spectrum has decided that she is cringe and she's associated with the Tea Party and like libertarians, which, you know, is the prior evolution of a lot of the like current like trad catholic right-wing guys they were libertarians and they're embarrassed about it um but it is it, it's merely because ayn rand is seen as uncool in this signifier that you're this like fedora tipping atheist <laughs> libertarian and this is because the framing is all wrong they're focusing that's the in same the thing fa with the facts and logic too. way of straight men, which I love straight men, but they have these mathematical minds who they only think about Atlas Shrugged. What they need to think about is the Fountainhead, which is this completely crazy, beautiful, hilarious, satirical art deco romance novel from the 40s that became a huge hit. Um, and the Fountainhead is the full expression of Ayn Rand's philosophy of individualism which is much like Camille Polly's um and you know of it's been problematic since it was published like people were initially ashamed of liking Ayn Rand because she was an atheist um but now they're ashamed of liking Ayn Rand because uh she's a libertarian um and the rape stuff the you know the the gender stuff like ayn rand much like camille Polya, had a man's brain and a woman's body and she had this crackpot to the unlearned eye kind of philo weird philosophy that she infused her works with and uh, you know it caught on with people because it's good this whole idea that ayn rand ayn rand <laughs> ayn rand Ayn Rand was a bad writer is ridiculous because when I read The Fountainhead, it, it just seemed like this blistering, strange, fascistic, satirical work. And it never gets credit for its um, totally ahead of its time, forward-thinking depiction of the liberal media cabal as something that keeps you down. Ellsworth Tuohy, the villain of The Fountainhead, is this, like, you know, like, uh, New York Times, like, liberal who surrounds himself with like druggy bohemians and like just kind of uh gross people who don't like anyone who is an individualist or achieves anything and the fountainhead never gets credit for this kind of depiction of the media's control of the narrative which she saw so long ago exactly what's happening now and which is the most valuable legacy that donald trump has left us is that he um made people aware that the media is fake fake news yeah same thing with jordan peterson too like he's really like someone who's demonized but like he really called just like uh this anti well i mean this um he really called he was really fucking someone that talked about the identity politics shit like so early on um and the gender the crazy gender shit you know and uh that's the same thing when i think about ayn rand like you know uh that's interesting too because i just always like disregarded her you know from because you know people because were like oh she's, she's i know because she's like oh like she's a capitalist or whatever it's received wisdom that you're, you're see and that's that what i'm saying there might cool. be a reason why I wonder if there's a reason why that has been like 
read like in culture, you know, like, oh, don't read her. Because it's a much like sexual persona, much like Camille Polly is writing, it's a very accessibly written red pill that sets people Mm. on the path toward individuality and toward free thinking. That's why it's stigmatized. And Jordan Peterson is the same thing. Same exact thing. He's not an artist on the level of Polya or Rand, but Jordan Peterson, like, I want to cry because of what was done to Jordan Peterson. And I know, he, right? He is too <laughs> Have sensitive. Have you seen his documentary? No, I, 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 I don't look at any of it. I don't engage with any of it because the dirtbag left swooped in and contributed to that downfall because everybody was pretending that this, like, wash your dick like state mandated girlfriend stuff. Oh, that was weird. Was something I he actually don't understand said. What he was trying to say there. And but what he, he was, I think you've he, said before that it's like that's like that that's not what he was trying to say. But I'm not sure what he, what he was trying, trying to say. say. He came on it's, Joe Rogan, and Joe Rogan was just like, "What the fuck are you talking about? You cannot do that. Like men are gonna fuck good looking women or whatever or something." <laughs> like Joe, no, the uh, the problem, Jordan Peterson. Like, a lot of these leftist people who have scaled the ladder of academia and learned about all the theorists, and they're off in their Ellsworth Tui land, like, you know, mulling over their cancellation from their little online communist magazines three years ago. Um, The problem of this is that they're unable to see the basic moral of Jordan Peterson, which is um, this currently so unfashionable uh idea of competency of uh you know it's it's derided as like pull yourself up by your bootstraps like that's something you can't say but it's it's been stigmatized as something you can't say specifically because it's so valuable and um if you're not constantly foisting your own personal problems off onto this abstract a bureaucratic agency and this history of oppression and everything that you you know just like the the like Rube Goldberg machine that doesn't allow trans people to get to their part time jobs and they have to put the PayPal link like all of this all of that is Ellsworth to liberalism that keeps you from succeeding or being an art autonomous or successful person, um, and. It just became too trendy and like too uh, cookie cutter, like received wisdom to kind of make fun of Jordan Peterson and signal to your in-group that you were part of them by saying, oh, Jordan Peterson is, of course, a terrible, ridiculous, laughable fascist Nazi. He wasn't. I remember he was a force of nature. He was beaten down. He was a force of nature and he was doing good things he was doing God's basic work. good things for people and it was it was not any kind of extreme ideology but the fact that he cared about the problems of straight white males that's why he was taken out yeah i remember watching him come on joe rogan and him just like talking about his students or whatever like or like we're not not his students but like uh the young men that had come to his uh his talks or whatever and just like him crying and i'm just like oh my god this is like this is like a regular guy like like i 
I was just had so many of these crazy like op- like coming out of the matrix, coming out of the fucking simulation type experiences when you just sit down and listen to the people who you know you who were demonized that you you might previously think are like so horrible like some Rush people Limbaugh think of Amy Therese yeah like that's why Rush they're coming Limbaugh for podcasts because that's why I, they're coming for podcasts right now is because if you just sit down and listen to people you realize that you know it's all this shit is bullshit you know and like yeah that's why they fucking are trying to say like um what are they saying like you know this uh disinformation and podcast is like the new you know the new Ugh. threat yeah currently podcasts are one of the last places that people can engage in the free exchange of ideas and say exactly. things that uh are not approved and monitored by the proper governing agency and um that's why they're coming for it and how what what else can i tell people except that this structure that they've erected in front of you telling you about misinformation and racism and white supremacy and all of (laughs) this is that it's fake and no one can make you realize it no one can make you believe it no one can really explain it to you you have to come to it on your own and as long as you're believing the media narrative that allowing people to freely exchange ideas somehow sets off this seesaw of racial crime and hatred and everything as long as you don't truthfully scrutinize that and look at that and be honest with yourself you're not going to get anywhere <laughs> but right it's it's just so late at this point like yeah fuck <sighs> That's another thing too, like Tucker Carlson and shit. Like they just want to take these people off. It's just straight up like they're not even thinking about like, oh, let's produce our own shit. At this point, they're just ready to just fucking straight up authoritarian style take people out. Oh yeah, and I mean the the like mental illness and like sad like Joker Batman villain vibes that run through the sort of the sort of leftist <laughs> online sphere that we inhabit where they'll like you and engage with your ideas and want your approval and the second that they feel parasocially rejected or jilted in some way they decide to devote their entire lives to ruining you and ensuring that you are not allowed to live your life or make your art or have a platform or anything because that's the satanic path. That's the way to get easy attention and easy likes um, is presenting yourself as genuinely an (laughs) anti-fascist, which is is ludicrous. Everyone knows that these people are retarded and bad. It's just like, I don't even have time to like dissect this. For everyone, if you don't realize that Antifa, Black Lives Matter, Me Too, the Democrat Party, all of it is satanic evil coming for you based on your adult observations of what has occurred in American American culture the last 10 years, there's no hope for you. Right. I mean, 
it's like yeah they're the fucking ones that are the most like oh i'm gonna dox you i'm gonna fucking find your address you know like there's this whole idea that the alt writer was like this crazy evil force or whatever but it's like these liberal fucking people are really fucking crazy in my experience if okay like so if let's say the alt-right or whatever this threat this nebulous transforming threat that they all talk about exists if that person exists and they're just running this a racist website what problem then they're what problem does that truly present to people if they're not uh acting physical violence on people which none of them do like conservatives are inherently apologetic if you're conservative yeah. if you're republican you are nice because you're used to being stigmatized as evil and you have to do things for people's approval you have to uh constantly demonstrate how broad-minded and nice and open-minded you are exactly and liberals don't have to do any of this they they liberals assume... yeah that's why they're so fucking rude and just like mean people yeah. they have they have they they're like oh i can i can do this crazy evil shit to this person because they're a nazi and i and nazis deserve to die or like There's if i no can just categorize if i can ca yeah if i can categorize categorize this person as a bad person or you know, uh, you know, whatever rapist, white supremacist, whatever. Okay, you know, then it's free game. You know, you have they have the moral, uh, you know, righteous right to do this. You know, and it's fucking, it is very scary. It's tied up in their own self hatred and cowardice and repressed sexuality, and um, it's it's really such a truly sad spectacle um to see people doing this to themselves uh because they've been successfully brainwashed <laughs> right it's 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 truly sad i mean um i'm at the point where like i i barely even feel hostility towards them i just feel sympathy because they're dumb and unsuccessful and easily led around like cattle and the idea of focusing negatively on someone else on a stranger online throughout my day and making that a little hobby to anonymously attack people under the guise these people of, are also mentally ill a lot of them i, I mean think. they're they're absolutely mentally ill but that isn't a excuse for anything that they do like that's the, the the most hilarious part of it is that libtards cancel culture libtards imagine themselves to be on the perpetually on the right side of history they have these little scenarios where if they were in nazi germany they think that they would be the one that spoke out <laughs> against jews it's being like, herded into the ghettos yeah they no, think that you they would, would be the one to speak <laughs> out against american slavery exactly no would absolutely not they're they they won't even speak out against the idea of having to wear a mask in public after you've had the vaccine their miracle solution that they're presenting to you they're cowards the problem is cowardice all around cultural cowardice people just literally scared yeah i mean um. Um, I don't think there was a point. I mean, think about fuck with the Red Scare shit and like, um, 
the historic thing in America where like people were were like scared to say they're a communist or whatever. I don't know what's worse then people being scared to go, you know, say certain things or now. I mean, fucking I think probably now. But I, I mean, don't know. the House on American activities was like totally correct. It turns out because we have this um <laughs> nefarious cultural subversion communist threat going around right now. So, you know, that's that's much like the like kind of evangelical conservative backlash to like NEA funding of gay artwork and like Robert Mablethorpe and stuff that's kind of paraded around as evidence that there's this cultural battle that's always taken place between uh Democrats, minorities, art, truth, communism, all of this with evangelical Christian white Republicans, which is not the battle we're currently fighting at all yeah but um, communism now is kind of this weird liberal thing it's isn't it though now like they've come the, the whole communist fucking word i feel like in america is completely appropriated at this point i don't like calling myself a communist i don't like calling myself a leftist it's all fucking appropriated and it, it is like yeah the communist is like liberal like anyone calling themselves a communist is like some fucking transgender or like they them uh, blue hair, you know. I don't know though. I think it's still there. Are, there, there are people who call themselves Marxists that are, you know. But I don't know. It feels fucking so appropriated at this point. So I do understand the, the Jordan Peterson type. Like, oh, uh, the Marxists are are like these liberal, these liberal communists, uh, intersectionality Marxists or whatever, which is kind of real. But what what has provided these people with the their decadent lifestyles that they're allowed to live where they don't have to work even a job they can focus on their the minutiae of their made-up gender problems and systemic inequality whatever um and on a smartphone uh, made by you know chinese slaves uh that costs a thousand dollars that's paid for by their parents uh what allowed them to do this it's capitalism a what allowed women to become liberated and work and uh you know enact feminist policies and all of this it's capitalism capitalism right. has allowed all of these grotesque mutated decadent people to exist now and communism whatever they call it this little communist identification that they have which is another way of like safely feeling edgy or feeling like part of a counterculture or something it's just obviously not real and means nothing and it's really funny that they're so sensitive to like the um artistic use of nazi symbolism or any kind of like ambivalent uh uh artistic uh use uh, exploration of fascism or nazism like all of that it's like nazism is lurking everywhere but communism which killed infinitely more people than nazism is something you can have on a t-shirt for your stupid transgender hot topic teenager <laughs> like people need to call this what it is it's ridiculous yeah. this is all indulging childish feminine disgusting it's so funny too because all these communists behavior. are all rich kids. Like all their parents are rich as fuck, or like arms dealers and shit, and they're all communists. And it's like, or like their 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 fucking parents write for the New York Times and shit. And it's like, 
what the fuck is going on? You guys are not communists. Always the case. That's always the case. I know. Anybody who LARPs as a communist is well-connected and rich. Meanwhile, know. actual working-class people who are, like, two generations away from, uh, like, shacks, like, sh you know, like, farm shacks and just, like, white, tr real white trash without, like, running water in the early 20th century. Like, I'm supposedly the one with power here i'm the one with right. like white patriarchal power and these little <laughs> fucking spoiled gender identity rich kids who larp as communists and look I, ca I can't bitch about it all because i have friends that are still holding on to this this dream of communism that they have they got in college and like okay they can do whatever they want i evaluate everyone as an individual but it's this this LARP, it's just this thing that this masking agent, much like port for Bernie Sanders, that like gives you a pass to criticize what's obviously wrong with culture and liberalism and the Democrat Party. It's nothing more than that. These people, it's, it's a lot of like decadent like gays who like take vacations and spend money like crazy being like, I'm a communist. Yeah, it's. Well, you know, that was a thing, too, in, like, the 60s and shit with Hollywood and a whole bunch of actors are, like, communists and shit. You know, what had fucking what's-her-name that got murdered? Sharon Tate? I think she was, like, a fucking communist, uh, whatever the fuck. And all these, like, rich people. That's what I'm saying. And, you know, like, well, even communism was funded by rich people. And the Soviet, the, uh, the Russian Revolution was, um, funded by, like, international bankers and shit. So, this whole fucking thing is a LARP. It's so fucking insane. I don't know. I mean, I was I was kind of caught it caught into it at one point, but I'm I'm you know working class as a fucking gets. I don't meet anybody in this internet cultural thing that is from my class, you know. And like maybe probably you, you know. Everyone else is like very well connected. Like their family is very well off. These people, the the people that LARP is communist, they're from these like households with like the working mother who sends them to the therapist all the time and has like maids and servants <laughs> and all like this is a completely different democrat and i'm i'm not gonna pretend that i'm like you know i was like fields like pulling potatoes and stuff like i i grew up comfortably because my parents spoiled me i was the youngest kid um but like we lived in a granted really nice like mo mobile home we were legit like white trash. My, like my family doesn't know how to navigate these worlds that these upper middle class communist harpers who have parents that are lawyers and doctors and right. do all this shit for fun. Like and act in all tied up in academia and all of this. Like I went to college because I just like liked reading and I thought, oh, I guess I can have a career or something based on my love of reading. And that's what happens to a lot of people. But like, you, there's no one in my family that like knew how to navigate this world of academia, law, therapy, all of these things that these people just talk about as if it's nothing. It doesn't put them in a completely different class. And like, what do the this do to me? They, they call me like, Paul Blart mall cop making fun of the fact that I have to work hospitality jobs. Um, Are you talking about DJ intersectional? 
mean, he's just what it's a it's a just a giant transforming Uratsuki Doji like tentacle mass. Like any anybody who does that, it's it's just a funny. I'm I'm just pointing out that it's a funny irony that I'm someone who actually does have to support myself through hospitality jobs and unglamorous working class jobs and it is doing my show as like a genuine like passion project on the side um while i'm working 40 hours a week and these decadent trender little cancel culture aristocrats <laughs> audacity to frame me as someone who has some kind of privilege that they don't have it's backwards it's disgusting but it, yeah i'm just i'm just pointing out that like the the typical like way of attacking me makes explicit reference to the fact that i'm a hospitality worker right i mean yeah i don't even Putting think i have a single place. i don't think i have a single family member that even went to college the only of my family, my parents, three kids to complete a college. Like my, I'm not like exaggerating. Like my parents have degrees. Like you know, it's I'm not like self is this like salt of the earth, <laughs> you know, per person living by their wits or whatever. But like all of these people who LARP as communists and engage in libtard cancel culture discourse, every one of them is, is from a more wealthier, more entitled background. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, this whole twisted thing, I mean, that's why I love, one of my favorite memes is this meme where it's like, um, join me, the working class, like, unite, let's unite the working class, and it's, like, these smelly transgender people with, like, communist shirts and rainbow flags or whatever. <laughs> it's, like, yeah, and then it's, like, all these, like, different, uh, like, working class, like, Wojaks, like, grabbing their kids ruthlessly. and, like, walking away. <laughs> like, these people deserve to be driven into the ground and mocked ruthlessly. <laughs> The idea that one can LARP as a member of the working class and the proletariat while indulging in decadent academic postmodern gender theory is fucking nonsense. Right. Like, the, the I mean, the way these people took to get where they are, and, you know, some of them are just now discovering that they might have been wrong. It was a completely different path that I took. Hold up, I think you cut out on the last part. I didn't get what you said. Whatever path these people took to where they are in their transgender communist is a different path than I took. Right. Yeah, I think it's like definitely an upper middle class thing too. This, um, you know, that's the thing too, is also like, yeah, if you step out of this weird internet bubble and you step one foot into the real world and real working class people, it is 
they look at you like you if you mention any of this shit that we're talking we're like they're just looking at you like what the fuck are you talking about chapo fucking transgender what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> you know like side down cross to the jumbo tron wait up